Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one <laughs> podcast about heart to heart on the fucking internet. My fucking God. Uh, wow. Jesus. So much energy. I wow. know. I'm I'm stoked. Some big hair energy. It is yeah. big hair energy uh, for someone with no hair. He's a hothead. <laughs> I'm one of Barry's hotheads. <laughs> <laughs> but in all truth, I'm Eric Blood, your diehard romantic. And I'm Elenito. Your devoted lover. And I'm Joe Garber, your expectant virgin. And today we are here to discuss, does she or doesn't she? Does she or doesn't she? Which I still don't understand that title. She doesn't. She does. It's about, it's a... Oh, she does. The fight has already started. Is it about suicide? No, it's it's about dyeing your hair. Okay, that's, okay. I was wondering if it was a uh, pop culture reference to a hair salon thing. Dyes she... (laughs) <laughs> or doesn't she? Or doesn't she? Are you she? speaking Japanese? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I, I really want to get into this, so let's let's okay. get to the minute max, which oh, begins, man. begins with Ellen. Mm. I have a request because it's clear that I cannot use the timer. Would one of you use your timer? And oh, I we swear always. To God, I'll I'll stop talking when the thing goes off. We always use our timers <laughs> when you're. I just going. can't hear it. <laughs> Because you're always just like, you let me go over or, or well, whatever. Okay. It's, it's delightful to hear you describe no, no. these episodes. No, <laughs> we're, no. We're late Last on the Last time was, was just over the top shitty. So I'm just going to... I feel like last week was... that, that Or last episode was special circumstances. Yeah. Oh, totally. It was I election like night. I was, I was yeah. like two clicks away from having to call the cops on myself. Yeah, we were. <laughs> okay. We were under <laughs> immense pressure. I'll, I'll start a timer and I'll count you down. Are you? No, this. Okay. Is this, is okay. this worse? <laughs> okay. Nope. So nope. Go, I just need the end thing. Okay. So go after tree. One. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. One, two, three. Does she or doesn't she? Okay, so it opens up with an incredible montage and the Ski Lodge Disco music, and it's like Barry's Hotheads, which is a salon for white ladies. Um, So a lady comes in in a black fur coat and she shoots the shit out of everything, and then everybody's like, oh my God, and Jonathan comes, he's like, oh my God, and they're like, don't call the police. Okay, and everyone's like, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Don't do anything. Then there's a thing with a loan shark. Is it a loan shark? No, it's a loan shark who is like recording people and Jennifer and Jonathan break into a thing and then they jump into a truck with mattresses in it, which seems (laughs) disgusting. And then Barry comes over a bunch of times he's like it's totally fine it's totally cool don't worry about it and then they're like wait maybe you should worry about it so like all right let's trick him and so they the hearts um make up some bullshit about jonathan being scuzzy and then um there's the most incredible fight ever at the salon like the best fight ever and then also the lady who's the receptionist at the salon is the lady who plays the principal from greece the movie whoa three seconds to spare oh Max gets a perm. Oh, <laughs> you nailed that whole thing. Perfect you did the, the you did the entire episode. That was great. That was amazing. Yeah. Holy shit. MVP. I'm gonna take it easy tonight because you just <laughs> that was really that was everything. Wait, you, MIP. You most improved player. Most improved. Sorry. I think you're, uh, but also most valuable. Most impressive player. Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. We open with my favorite song, mm-hmm. uh, the Disco Lodge disco <laughs> song. And then it ends up in one of my favorite fictitious places, which is a hair salon full of models, question mark, <laughs> who are uh, <laughs> heavily made up and are looking fabulous. And everyone who's doing hair is dancing. And there's some guys doing uh, weird shoulder massages. And dancing. <laughs> anyway, Jennifer's there when the place gets shot up because the uh, sexy shampoo Warren Beatty meets Robert Hayes hairdresser has something to do with Sally. And Sally then says, hey, Sally, what, I don't sound like myself? <laughs> what the? F- and then drives her car wildly, <laughs> wildly down an alley in Southern California. And I'm sorry. That, I'm just going to talk about that because... The rest of the episode is so great, and I, I I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did that Ellen style. I that's what that is, where yeah. it just just drops off. It just drives off a cliff and yeah. Focus I on sallied. His and everybody's parts. like, "What I happens? We don't know. That. We don't know what happened." He, he hutchened it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, a funny way to kill yourself. But also, her car is just still parked in front of their house. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's like an incredible gold Porsche. It's uh, really good. That was a good car. I don't know yeah, what it was. It's so good. It's I like, Sally, don't, don't. Just walk into the surf. Okay, I'm going to go now. One, two, three. Okay, so will she or won't she is the episode title, and they start out oh, of the salon, and they, um, Jennifer's getting her hair done by a straight hairdresser who's like very charming, uh, and someone comes in to shoot up the place and tries to kill him, but they get away, and then she runs out, and Jonathan could have stopped her, but he doesn't for some reason, and then there's these debt collectors at Barry's house, the hot the hot hairdresser guy that everyone loves, and they intimidate him but we don't know why and then we turn we find out that Barry's has uh, hairdressing salons in every city where this guy has debt collection places I don't know what loan shark offices <laughs> anyways he was listening to the women while they got their haircut and they were telling secrets of their husbands that he would then blackmail the husbands out of their money and the hearts try to trick him into blackmailing them but he finds out and then they fight in the salon and Max gets a perm that's, that that's is what that is exactly what happened. Nailed it. Uh, yeah. Nailed it, Joe. They kept it confusing for a while, but then they they did solve it. And my mind drifted right when they said the most important information. <laughs> and I was like, Derek, the loan like, shark what? stuff. I must confess, I didn't remember that part of this episode at all because I'm just blinded by my memory of the parts that matter to me, which is the parts that are riffing on the movie Shampoo and Warren Beatty, right? Yes. So those are the parts that I love. The rest of it I didn't care about, obviously, because the loan sharking thing, I was like, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. And it seemed like it took a really, really long time for us to actually understand what was going on. Yeah. Because yeah. it was so long from when Jonathan, Jennifer finds that thing in her purse and Jonathan's like, it looks like it's part of a hairdryer. And then and like nothing. Oh no. yeah, and that hand model that was holding that bug uh, with, with those claws—like yeah. holy shit, distressing. Mm -hmm. Those nails distressing. were really. It was like I was holding it. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was gross. It was gross. It was like a scene from from like a Amy Sedaris show. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Where it's like they just it cut like to a hand. It's a live it's, baby. It's like Ren and Stimpy zoom in. Yeah. Right? The it's oh. a live baby hand. And it's not holding the butt. <laughs> it's not just how curly the nails were or long. It's how thick they were. They were like an inch thick. They look like like the Guinness Book of World Records man yeah. where they go into the spirals. And yeah. like how does he even get by? Yeah. It was like that, and, those hands were just some like a producer on the show. They had to reshoot that because it wasn't. Oh, they totally, there were it wasn't couple, Jennifer's hands. There were a couple of of moments in the episode that felt like, Reshoots. oh, we need to reshoot, or we, <laughs> or we need to fill time. I don't know what it was, but there were mm. there was a scene where the principal from Greece shows up at their gate, <laughs> and she's just in front of a giant fern and a blue sky. And oh, it's yeah. like, well, that's not their gate. Uh, we have seen their gate because. Yeah. Uh, dogs frequently hang make out. love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, it, now I'm thinking about Amy Sedaris and how much I love that character. That that's like I'm gonna get the wine drunk. lady. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna be late. I'm gonna be late on, on Monday. Monday. <laughs> Monday. Uh, the Lone Shark stuff, though, what <laughs> confused me is there is a, a moment when they kind of figure out everything that's happening, but they don't tell us what's happening. And do we ever find out what Sally Hutchins' secret was yes. that she told? Well, oh. The secretary spills it, and it's that she still loves her husband, but he works so much, and she's like, oh, well, you know, it's like a midlife crisis, and then her husband was just... You know, neglected her. You know what happens. And Jennifer's like, I fucking don't. Yeah. And then the secretary's like, there was a flirtatious weekend. And it's like, I guess I don't know what flirtatious means. Because mm. if you mean a weekend where she fucked some dude that wasn't her husband, that's not how I would describe that. Yeah, that's but not then, a flirtatious weekend. <laughs> Gail, the secretary, who we all know ends up marrying Mr. Hutchins later. We can see that coming. But yeah, that's, definitely. You know, neither here nor there. They had a weekend in like, Bacopa. <laughs> Yeah, if yeah. you know what I mean. De Pego, <laughs> De in the Pago. romantic De Pego Hotel with the world's Ooh. tiniest beds. Oh, romance. Um, Spit roast. De Pago. The, the secretary, Gail, she's, she's like, she felt so guilty ever since. And it's like, wow. I mean, that's a lot of guilt if you cheated, you didn't tell somebody, mm -hmm. and it upset you enough to kill yourself. But then she also says, <laughs> she asked me about selling a very expensive necklace. That 
Yeah. yeah. That confused me. That confused so they're, me. They're too. blackmailing the wives. So it's like, hey, Yappa Trap, you you let it loose at Barry's hotheads. Oh. And now we're going to whatever. I got that. Oh. I think it was just this. Okay. This episode was very, it, it the plot was very confusing. Um, and I'm not going to say convoluted because it made mm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was very like, there were a lot of elements to it, mm. which I was loving yeah. i was loving it because i seriously was just <laughs> like what the fuck is going on like i have no idea what's going yeah. on and instead of being bored by it i was thrilled mm. because they just keep showing me hair salons yeah. and <laughs> fabulous outfits and hair jennifer's hair looked so good in this episode jennifer's by the way. really good and close-ups She's on fingernails on Sal- salvatore oh. but- yeah salvatore oh, on wilshire Salvatore mm-hmm. and Wilson, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Harry's hotheads, Barry's hotheads seemed kind of new <laughs> because that sign seemed like something that they just threw up. It very wasn't quickly. new. He has four businesses. No, he has, he has one in Dallas, Dallas, one New in York, York, Palm Beach. Palm Beach. <laughs> the Where's the other one? Emma, I guess, and Beverly Hills. Yeah, That's Beverly Hills. Hmm. Okay. Well, and I get what you're Jennifer saying. Jennifer and Jonathan about- said they've been going, Jennifer had been going to him for months, for years. For years. Was it years? Yeah. Yeah. And they've gotten gotten to know know him him quite well. Yeah. Yeah. So nice guy, blah, blah. What was the loan shark's uh, relationship to Barry? He fronted the money for the salon. Initially. Uh, So when Barry first wanted to open Barry's hotheads, Mm -hmm. he didn't have like the greatest credit or whatever. So he had to get money from Harold Micklin. But once Harold got his, his, weird tropical fish loving claws into (laughs) Barry being improbably named Barry Saxon. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He just wouldn't let go. I actually think that it's pretty genius and I'm pretty sure somebody, one of the writers was either a woman who gets their hair done or someone who had a female partner that gets their hair done. And they had the conversation about how people, because that's always a trope, right? What's like where people yes. reveal all these things to their hairdresser. Mm-hmm. I think it's a brilliant twist. Me too. On blackmail. I think that for me, the pacing, it's like, I kind of like it because in a way they're doing like a, the show equivalent of burying the lead, right? But mm-hmm. it's at the same time, I sort of wish it just got there faster because it is absolutely perfect. Like mm-hmm. I would have loved a better example, like maybe of Harold Micklin, like actually confronting or one of the henchmen actually, con- which by the way are described on IMDb as heavies. Yes. Um, heavy. and it, I would have loved it if one of the heavies <laughs> actually was shown confronting one of the, the women, one of the patrons of Barry's salon with like a tape recorded thing of her bullshit, where they're all like, she drinks white wine before whatever. Yeah. Ellen is in, Rewrite corner right now. Oh yeah, this is a oh first. My God. Oh, this is a first. <laughs> Ellen has joined <laughs> Joe's rewrite corner. Welcome, welcome to the party. Welcome. I am very I, happy to have welcome you. Welcome to the corner. I think, very though, happy to I have think, you. I think the difference is I'm not necessarily. I I feel like rewrite corner is more advanced. Rewrite corner. I'm remedial. <laughs> Why are you making distinctions? For Joe. No, because <laughs> Why are you embarrassed because to be I here? know for I know for a fact that whenever I get close to rewrite corner. I'm always, I'm just like turning it up a notch. I'm taking what they've already given me and just like, like moving the dial slightly. I think that's more my thing. It's that's not what a total I do. rewrite. Oh, that's how it's, I feel. That's, like, it's just like, like turning it up. I think that's, yeah. we, we brought this up. I think during the raid, we brought this exact right. thing up and Which you said like you out loud, turn it up. <laughs> you're just taking what's there and turning it like messing with the dials. Yeah. And that's what we're, that's, I think that's what we're all doing. The bones of the episode are there. Oh, totally. This, this is a bony ass episode. We're just, we're rearranging, (laughs) we're rearranging the meat. This episode, I'm going to massage your shoulders. uh (laughs) This episode was written by a man and a woman. Um, oh, there we uh, go. Assuming their genders, but uh, they're either a married couple or their brother and sister because it's Jeff Myro and Donna Myro. And it's the oh, only they? thing they've written. It's the only credit oh, they that's have amazing. on IMDb. We have to find them because this episode is so clever. I want to know where yeah. she got her haircut in real life. What was the inspiration for <laughs> yeah. Barry's hotheads? Salvatore's. She yeah, Salvatore's. So clever. Salvatore's. <laughs> for me, I love the shampoo reference because I feel like shampoo is a movie that 
mesmerized me when I finally saw it, like when I was like 10 or 11 on TV and I was just like, what? Mm-hmm. And it's like Hal Ashby who, do, who can't get with Hal Ashby. Right. I, I don't, I don't, movie. I don't fuck with people who don't like Hal Ashby. I still haven't seen the documentary from two years it's ago. Fantastic. About him. It's fantastic. I have been holding out. So I got to check that out, but it's I streaming on shampoo. canopy. It's streaming on canopy. If you have oh, okay. canopy and totally a library do. card, um, I totally what do. is shampoo about? A hair salon? So yeah. shampoo is Warren Beatty is the lead character, George, and what is his name? George Hornby, 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 something like that. And so George is very much mirroring Barry. George is just like the most popular heterosexual hairdresser, but he borrows money oh. uh, from a woman. And then there's a complicated sort of like love triangle thing, but it's with his friend and okay. and the woman he borrows money from. Like he finds out his friend is having an affair with that woman's husband. It's but it's like Julie Christie and uh, Goldie Hawn and and Warren Beatty. It just gives like it's so just good a performance that is just like he wears a crazy blouse a lot in it, but he um, a poet's blouse. But but Warren <laughs> oh, Beatty yeah. just. It's a really breezy performance. Like cool. I, I super love but, it. And it's also got this sweetness that I think a young Warren Beatty in particular really struck me with where he doesn't have to have that, but he gave so many performances that just were so soft, you know, where it was just like he ended up this beautiful, soft soul that's kind of just like in a weird way, naive. Like the the expressions of that character remind me a lot of... Um, John Voight's character in Midnight Cowboy, where there's just mm-hmm. this this strange naivete, but ownership of um, sex appeal that I find really compelling and really complex. I recommend that film. Of course, I recommend anything Hill Ashby ever touched. Yeah, I have. I I own that one. If you but there's no sort of eaves, <laughs> weird eaves, parallel with the John Voight reference. There's no eavesdropping you know. in that, right? No bugging of anything. No, no. This is so, definitely like an extreme version of yeah shampoo. but that's the idea i like i love that reference that they reference that shampoo mm-hmm. movie but i also just love that idea so much because it is an idea that you can see somebody having while sitting at the hair salon and mm-hmm. thinking about all the like just gabbing with their hairstylist mm-hmm. and then well i love that idea <laughs> i do too i do too like i i love thinking about where the writers got that inspiration because it is super brilliant mm-hmm. the the thing with shampoo and Hal Ashby that I think we should mention for people that don't recognize that name. It's like he, his, he is the director of being there of Harold and Maude mm. of coming home. And prior to that, he was a very accomplished and, uh, award nominated. Did he win awards for film editing in the heat of the night? Yes. Oh my God. Um, but shampoo came out only, um, five years before this episode of Heart to Heart. So it came out in 1975. Oh, the last detail. What is the Fuck. last detail? Oh, so good. That movie is so good. So Very erotic cover. There, yeah, there is mm-hmm. no Wes Anderson without Hal Ashby. There is no Paul Truth. Thomas Anderson without Hal Truth. Ashby. Mm. There's no like... There's no director with the last name Anderson without there, Paul Basically, Ashby. yes. <laughs> There's no white film directors without <laughs> Hal Ashby. <laughs> If your name is Anderson, you owe your film career to. But no, there, there's no, there's no indie indie movie scene of the '90s no. without Hal yeah. Ashby. Like Hal well, Ashby, he he was one of a group of of directors that really are considered a vanguard. Where he rewrote what we think of as movies. When you yeah. think mm. of Harold and Maude and being there in particular, and then he just shifts gears and does Coming Home. It's like mm. he just was very very capable of navigating really deftly this landscape that had this strange droll situation. And then also like just, just the most eviscerating emotional and political Hmm. depictions. I don't know. I really, really love him. One of the really heavy elements of Hal Ashby's filmmaking Mm -hmm. is that he's like, he makes things that are cute, Mm -hmm. funny, lovable, and very political. Yeah. And sometimes the politics are very subtle and sometimes they're extreme. Hmm. And honestly, I can't tell the difference when I'm watching the movie. Like it's, you're just in, he creates a world that envelops you and it's wonderful. I'm so, I'm such a fan, such a fan. That sounds awesome. 
And we digress because I, I know love, we, we of do. film. This this but, this episode um, deserves our full attention. <laughs> uh, it it does, but I think it's important to talk about Hal Ashby because it's clearly where they're coming from, and I I like any opportunity to honor that mm-hmm. person's uh, work. We should see more. But here we go. Let's. Can we talk so about can. the opening montage mm-hmm. of the salon for white ladies? Please, please. <laughs> So my favorite song is playing. <laughs> yes, your favorite song, theme from um, Deadly Ski Lodge. Joe will co-sign that I got so excited. Yeah, <laughs> when the song started, <laughs> so amazing, so oh, amazing, so happy. And then we find out that this salon is called Barry's Hotheads. Barry's which Hotheads. It's a terrible name. Yeah, and a terrible typeface. Oh, that that Not sign cute. was cheap. Yeah. that sign was cheap. Oh, and then, yeah. I don't know if it's the same typefaces on the envelope that Jennifer receives from Barry's Hotheads, but that typeface is atrocious. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. Very winding. I defer to you, Joe. I know uh, it is ugly to my eyes, but I believe that you feel it. It's so really horrible. acutely. Yeah, but it's, it's just I don't know. Was that a popular thing? I don't know. I have something to say that is sort of a combo plot comment, but also a fashion thing, which is when Sally Hutchins the distraught Sally Hutchins goes to shoot the <laughs> shit out of Barry's Hotheads, Beverly Hills location. Yeah, uh, the Beverly Hills location. Um, <laughs> that she's wearing a black fur coat. And of course, the two of you know how much I love a fur coat anywhere. But let's be real. That is not happening even when there's a Save the Condor benefit happening hours <laughs> from that moment. Um, my notes because I was like, oh my God, I just jacked up my Minute Max so bad that I wrote down three <laughs> three things to help me do my Minute Max, which are totally useless. <laughs> and I'm gonna read them to you now if you don't please, if you indulge me. Please. Um Salon for White Ladies. Sally shoots up the joint. Weirdly the doesn't have the E on it. <laughs> Um, the joint. Sally shoots up the, <laughs> the, joint. the joint, and then it's then all it says after that, and the rest of the paper is blank. It says, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> These are your notes for yeah. Those are my eyes. notes. That's all I have. Hmm. I have it's more seven than notes. When I just had vaudeville. I have se- I have a lot of notes this episode, weirdly, um, but I I had seven just from the intro. <laughs> wow. Cause, cause you're, is it just E written seven times? Yeah. Well, one of them I'm not allowed night? to say, uh, because, oh. because it's, it, uh, oh. well, two of them I'm not allowed to say. Well, I think I know what you're what? You, talking about. You may think you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but no, the, uh, the Silas were all dancing, which brought me, so much joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were all dancing. For me, like, I love dancing. And in particular, as someone that has taught themselves to disco dance um, <laughs> over the past four years on YouTube, because my life is sad and I live alone. How do we not know this? Or is my life amazing and I'm super good at disco dancing now? Both of those <laughs> things are true. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm choosing Both those to things are true. lean into the amazing. Also, all my clothes, except what I wear to work, are disco clothes. Um <laughs> I, yeah, I, mm-mm, mm-mm. What? What? <laughs> you don't like the dancing? You didn't like that they were dancing? I don't want somebody to cut my hair while they're fucking dancing, you guys. Uh. <laughs> I don't think anyone was cutting hair in there. The one guy As was, someone with the most hair. Yeah. One like, guy was giving a shoulder real. rub. There was a, there was a weird massage. He was just, he was just picking. I don't like weird massages Jennifer's either. afro. He was just like sticking a pick into it over and over again. <laughs> That's all that was happening. Really? He gave her the pick? Wow. Yeah. If you guys have ever been in a space where a song came on, the speaker system in said Mm -hmm. place, doesn't matter where. It could be a bank. It could be a coffee shop. It could be a hair salon. And everyone started dancing or at least grooving. That get the fuck feeling, out of there. No, that feeling is one of the most amazing things in the world. For me, it's just when when I'm like dancing on the roof of a New York ca- taxi cab when fame uh, happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, my stylist and I took like a little break from her uh, cutting my hair to acknowledge Dynamite by BTS, which, you know, is not BTS's greatest moment, <laughs> but whatever, America. I'm sorry that you needed BTS to sing in English in order to understand how great that shit is. <laughs> sorry, BTS shout out. Yes, I'm in the army. Yeah. Um, 
And for me, I always have hesitated to go get my hair done professionally because I do not like that kind of engagement. And yeah. I do not like somebody touching my head. I don't like that Same, Same we, here. Are we doing it? If not, don't don't touch my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's how I feel. Why is Jonathan in such an ascot phase right now? Or, or, he's in a neckerchief. He's in his mask yeah. shepherd neckerchief phase. Yeah, for the past four I mean, episodes. Like it's not right all the time. It's, it's not right all the time. No, and it's not. Not to go jogging in, <laughs> like in this episode. Jonathan was. They only jog for two miles though. Yeah, it's true. Jonathan was weirdly <laughs> secondary in this episode to me. Like he was really, he was really like a shadow <laughs> mm-hmm. in this episode, which was good. Like I, I liked mm-hmm. it. He was, he was there to be pretty and to say some jokes uh, or to, or to like lay up uh, Jennifer's jokes yeah, or Max's jokes. Ugh. Max. Max got poked. Mm-hmm. Max. Max got poked. Um, and That's super funny. <laughs> and he also, just ruled this episode like it was such a good max episode. oh wait for next wait for next time my excitement can't get any greater than it is I'm right so now. excited <laughs> sometimes jonathan and jennifer's double entendre double entendre entendre <laughs> how do you say that entendre you're you're so european entendre. right now uh sometimes their double entendres are super fun and flirty and sometimes they are <laughs> nonsensical kind of and a little clumsy and this was an example of them being clumsy it was the the touch football thing yeah I that, went, that on too long. Long. It went on that too went long it went on too long it didn't really make any sense it wasn't there were some sexy things they could have done with it but they didn't it was it, they tried to their tone was sexy but what they were saying was i don't i don't think they even knew what they meant yeah no i of think they were not. just of course not but that's I, I sort of feel like it's almost like you're just spying on them because it's true. A lot of the quote sexy unquote banter is stuff where I'm like, uh, like it's like I get it because I know what words mean. Yeah. But I'm, <laughs> I, but I'm often just like, uh, oh no. Yeah. Where it's just like, um, it's not to the level of what we were talking about. Um, in sixth sense about how twins have a secret language or whatever, but it's just more like, I feel like this is accidental footage. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. That's how it feels. Like they get it. And what they get is that they always want to fuck each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's, the beauty and of that's it, cool. Uh, and so sometimes I'm just enduring that because yeah. yes, I am of the three of us. The one that's like, but please don't, don't do pick your poke. It's just, it was just <laughs> so bizarre because he was giving her a massage. And then she said, this reminds me of when we used to play touch football. And then he was like, touch football. They fucking didn't used to play touch. Yeah. Football. He was like, when I would tackle you and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I'm, in my mind, there's I'm like, there's no referee, blah blah. Yeah, there's no referee, and I, in my mind, I was, I was thinking, you don't tackle people and touch football, and then he even that's says that later touch on. Football. Yeah, that's yeah. why it's touch football. So even then, I know he that. Said, he said, even tackle, I know that. tackle football was better because it was a full contact sport. And then everybody's like, let's go down to the kitchen and use the world's loudest pasta maker. <laughs> yeah, and and biggest. And that largest. thing was. Huge. You guys have a pasta maker. We do, I'm and it's, a, it's. I'm not a pasta person, so I defer to you. It's the size of two fists. <laughs> let's discuss the pasta maker. Well, let's discuss the discuss the italophobia in this episode. <laughs> was it italophobia it was, or it, was it Itala celebration? It was hilarious and amazing. <laughs> because <laughs> I loved it all. That guy, that maintenance worker, Al. where he's Alfredo. Yeah, Alfredo. <laughs> With the cracks wet. He's sweeping the horse area <laughs> for 20 minutes <laughs> where you stable your horses. I mean, there's probably a lot of shit there. And then they, they bribe him with fettuccine <laughs> and it works. <laughs> and he shrieks. He does a full on Muppet show. Yeah. Like- and- fettuccine. <laughs> Can I just say, though, that Max is <laughs> from the Bronx Mm-hmm. You're not saying Italian. No. But I've never understood the whole Italian thing. Is it Italian? Don't don't look at me. I know that. I mean, that's I don't I, I've never understood it. Like I just I don't know what pronunciation guide that goes by. Yeah, even an right. Italian person. Because nowhere say else that. are you no, saying Italians don't you say You never Italian. hear someone say Italy. Italy. <laughs> and no offense, everybody, but it's because I don't care about Italian things. Um, wow. And I don't eat, I don't really eat pasta either. So for me, I'm just like, this scene couldn't take longer. You're an Italophobe. Oh, but no, I'm not. I you, just don't eat pasta. And thank Christ, because I'd be 
as, as big as a house. But you do love Mio Posto. Oh. I do. And I love uh, Asian noodles. So <laughs> I come loved. At me. Come at me. <laughs> I could have watched that scene for a lot longer. I, they could have cut the 20, 20 minutes out of the double entendre scene and put more of more of Alfredo Just been, like, in. Cranking out the pasta and the I world's wish, loudest pasta machine. I kind of wish Alfredo had joined them for some of the adventure and oh. been shot at or Alfredo. gotten shot at. Well, I'm pretty sure you can guess what the food pairing is going to be for this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in the pasta making scene, mm-hmm. Max shows up. And oh, yeah. Jonathan annoyingly says to him, if you don't play at a game, don't make it a rules. Max no. responds. Max responds <laughs> nope. in the most adorable way. <laughs> I play at a game. <laughs> I play at a game. And then he puts and an apron he's on. He's so smiley and he puts the apron on. And I got so happy. It made me so happy. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. I'm sorry if that's offensive to anybody. I, I genuinely am. But it made me so happy. And then they. So, <laughs> I have to ask, having expressed my anxiety and paranoia about going to get my hair cut because of the small talk aspect, and now I find my dream. I found my dream lady who is just like, you know what? When people say all lives matter, fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just oh. like frantically looking around like the giant salon, and everybody's just like, do do do, snip snip snip. <laughs> um, They're not do dancing. You, do you guys <laughs> not? No, even when dynamite comes on, light it up like dynamite. Um, do you guys go get your hair done? No, no, cut it at home. Always. I have, I have no hair, uh, so I just shave it. Um, yeah, we just use clippers. Yeah, with we like have clippers guards. at home, and we do our own hair. Here's a rewrite for this scene. They should have been making angel hair pasta. Why? Because it, it was all, all about hair. hair. Episode. <laughs> mm. But I loved when they presented it to Alfredo. Uh, Jonathan says he was so ecstatic. He says it's our it's it's homemade fettuccine or it's homemade pasta, and then Jennifer says from our home, yeah. <laughs> which I like, love. Yeah. yeah, it's like what Jennifer? Yeah. What she had another moment. So I okay. love it. He cried. It's fettuccine, and I died. I know. I died. Well, it's, it's gigantic to me. If somebody, I don't even really get off on the pasta, but if somebody brought me basically like. A family size serving dish of whatever the fuck I'd yeah. be like, all right. Oh my yeah. god, I would, yeah. I would run into my weird closet or office and, and you would have around. you would have butt crack sweat. Would it too? give you butt crack sweat like it gave Alfredo? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I know, I know this is this is not gonna make sense to to you guys, but I am seriously not looking down there during those shots. Oh, that makes <laughs> no like, sense. No, I'm done. That's crazy. I'm Whatever. Done. <laughs> so you're Je- missing half of the shot. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jennifer had another moment. Not an accident. The last couple episodes, Jennifer's had a moment for me where she she says, "Why is he still up on the slopes?" You know, what's his name? Halsey. 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 Mm-hmm. She's like, why is Halsey still just watching? You love that moment, Joe. I love it's that d- moment. It's a definitive gender, Jennifer Hart moment. A, yeah, it is. And <laughs> I want to name gender Hart. I want to name these moments because she had another one in this one, <laughs> but she had one in, in I think the raid <laughs> as well. Do you, I don't remember what it was, but she had another moment where, when she says like, let's get out of here. Like her, her, <laughs> her stock line. <laughs> let's get out of here. Maybe. Like, but in this Jonathan, one, no, Jonathan. So, <laughs> She, has, they've just come back from the salon. She mm-hmm. threw herself onto the floor because a woman was shooting six bullets at her and the guy that was mm-hmm. cutting her hair. And mm-hmm. then Jonathan and her are mostly into the mirror, though. Yeah, and a flower <laughs> vase. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! All of the women screaming in that scene, uh, like that, that woman who gets up from the like, shampoo, yeah. the shampoo booth, and she's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so good. It's really good. I want to watch so that good. scene over and yeah, over and over again. That's got to go on the Instagram. It's so good. But Jennifer, later on, she says, they're talking about Barry, and she says, he's really a very nice person. That's why I was so shocked about what happened today. And it's like, that's so in, such an insane thing to say after you've been shot at. That's why I, that's why I was so shocked that I, I got shot at well, today. I guess it really just tells us where... Workplace shootings were at in 1980, which is nowhere. Yeah, it, but it actually yeah. does make sense that she would say that because that's commonplace in her world. She's oh, been this shot is, at yeah, so this many is normal. Times. It, proven by the fact sure. that when Jonathan shows up right after the gunfire, mm-hmm. she says, "I'm over here, darling. I can't find my earring." Yeah, <laughs> she's. I know. Well, so and chill. I sort of am like, "Did you find the earring?" Yeah. 
It's probably expensive. She thought she did, but it was a bug. It was a bug, mm-hmm. but nobody knew it was a bug. I, so I love that. I, I did love that scene. Jennifer really seemed like she was on Quaaludes in the in the salon. Like she was <laughs> way Which too time? mellow. She probably was. The first when time. The, the OG oh, time. She was really was like. save, save yeah. the condor time. Mm-hmm. She was so just like. I'm just trying to find my earring and it's a gunfire. What? It takes them a while to see if Barry, the actual target of the shooting, is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sort of like the same amount of time that lapses when uh, Sarah is freaking out and clearly being strangled by a phantom in the sixth <laughs> sense. And they're like, I guess we should go in there or whatever. Oh, or, like, hey, everybody, I know that you have to establish this. Yeah. But maybe even just two seconds or the par- the paraplegic in the pool where no one everyone just <laughs> stares and watches she's her. not a, she but she's not a paraplegic right but they don't know they that. thought they that don't was. know that that's true all those Good I, point. all those italians it's totally like the it's totally the the Ray, raymond burr coming in the air tonight moment where everyone <laughs> just is at the wedding in fake monaco yeah watching a woman a french woman that they don't know drown yeah why is she drowning? It's inappropriate. Um, I hate carpeting, but if I had to have it, I think I would want Barry's carpet because it is blood red Barry's carpet. red Beautiful. carpet that's like just pouring yeah. like out like the elevator scene in The Shining. It's like just pouring yeah. out into his house. It's like ruby red. Also, I don't think Wait. I've ever seen a sunken apartment Entryway. before. Like yeah. that was oh, really impressive. So good. His I apartment love the is great room because I love to hang out with my friends and just rap about our problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, the, <laughs> the only thing that I was like, where are the super graphics? Where are Barry's super graphics? He didn't have like, any oh, art. They must be in the bathroom. He didn't have any art. They didn't. They well, didn't spend much time on his his place. He had like a bookshelf, but he's got a lot, and some a lot plants. of plants. A lot of plants. I have to say something about Barry Saxon, mm. and it is that in his salon for white ladies. When the one whose daddy is in oil uh, comes up to be like, oh, da, 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 like, what are we doing? And he says, honey child. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that. Honey child. I, I totally miss that. I miss that too. Are you serious? Yeah. How did I miss that? Honey child. He fucking says. I was in various states of ecstasy during this episode yeah. and just kind of like, gleefully smiling i didn't notice that she's like am i gonna see you later and he's like i was i was blown away that he was straight at that moment because i don't think does that exist i knew he he was gonna be straight and yes there are many many straight hairdressers but it it's uh it's it is shampoo i can't believe i missed that Oh man, I almost feel like we should pause and you should watch it. <laughs> I know we don't do that with the I'm gonna podcast. I'm going to find it. I'm going to I'll put it on the Instagram. I loved when uh Jennifer was talking about Barry to Jonathan uh after the shooting and she says, you know, oh, she basically says everyone at the salon talks about how much he fucks. Um but he's <laughs> he's really upfront with his lady. He draws the line. Yeah, he's like no at married I, women. I just want to fuck. Oh, well, yeah. no, but the, the other, before that, they're like he just likes to fuck and he's not interested in a relationship. He just wants to fuck. Right. Yeah. right. And he's they're like, totally cool with mm-hmm. it. There there's mm-hmm. no judgment on that at all, mm-hmm. which I found mm-hmm. interesting. Um I also find it very likable but it was it was very interesting like they were like yeah he's a, he's slutty but whatever and he has that sunken uh entryway that's like very orgy in my mind yeah if you have a sunken apartment yeah you're Ruby getting down i want that yeah it's beautiful the, but i also love that he wore a matching white silk shirt yeah with his date oh, yeah <laughs> she's great. wearing a cowboy one though she's wearing like the western the snap, one was great. The, was like great. mother of pearl buttons oh, can we talk about yeah honey child's wearing the mother of pearl buttons <laughs> um can we talk about how harold micklin is also in the same situation of the unfantastic Mr. Fox from the raid where he seems to love saying things twice, which really annoys me (laughs) where it's like, look, you're not making it dramatic enough. If you're going to (laughs) say things twice, like have like a first stole or something that you flip, have like a, give it a, give it a moment, give it a pause. But when you're just kind of like, kind of like, yeah, like when you're just kind of like, gross Harold Micklin with your sad office with the not piranha fish tank. <laughs> and 
the thinning hair and the whole deal where he's just like, uh, I can't even remember what he says twice because he delivered it in such a lame way. I was just like, oh no, he just said that boring thing twice, but <laughs> very ineffective. He was a boring, pretty boring villain. I didn't get a, a lot shit from villain. him. Yeah. He was a terrible Although, villain. I'll, I'll give it to them. They, I think they made, made a poor choice just in the direction of it. Maybe, yeah. But the dialogue is really sharp. Because he says, oh, you shouldn't talk that way to, to your elders. You shouldn't talk that way to your godparents. Yeah. He and says like a lot great. of a lot of rich kids. Godfather, uh, godfather stuff. Disrespect their hilarious. godfathers or whatever. Like, ugh. Yeah, really good. That office with the tape recorder and the fish tank <laughs> is could have been like very Lynchian, I feel like. It's very David Lynch. That seems like something. And it and it was for one, Truly. one right, actual Diane. second. Yeah. Like for one second it's when so Jonathan throws a lamp at him. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he pulls a gun. Yeah. Jonathan throws a lamp and then there's no light <laughs> in the room except for the fish really tank. Good. And the really open good. door. Yeah. And it was so good. Mm. Really good. This and episode Jennifer looked amazing. But then they go into the preposterous hallway. Yeah. And then throw that guy into <laughs> the boxes. Oh, they throw the poor guy in the, in the elevator. Well, he was, he was a henchman, it turns I'm out. Like, oh, but no, they didn't know that. Don't go to the roof. Remember, Peggy? Don't yeah. go to the roof. Good thing there's a mattress Good truck. Good thing there was a bunch of bed buggy mattresses mm. to, to jump oh, onto. Oh, got it. That's the moment where I'm like, Ugh, I think I'm going to barf. A bunch of fleas shot yeah. out of those right when they landed. The creepy fish tank lighting is always so good. Yeah. It's great. I think of there, there's, I'm, I'm sure that this show is like way, way too ancient. And it was ancient for me as a kid, but the courtship of Eddie's father. Oh, yeah. Um, courtship of Eddie's father. There's an episode where he's afraid of the fish tank, basically. There's something very eerie, and it it plays into the the light and the is the it effect a horror? of a fish tank. A horror no, no, thing? it's it's like the show is about the relationship between a father and a son. Like a, it's really strange, and they have an Asian housekeeper named Mrs. Livingston, which is really weird. <laughs> um, but no, I love Bill Bixby because uh, I love everything he ever did. The the moment when I feel like it was really rude when Max walks in and tells them about Sally Hutchins' death. And he's wearing his robe. He's wearing his robe. <laughs> Is this the same scene when he's hung over too? No, he's he's just wearing his robe and he comes in and he's like, bah, 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 and yeah, then he bargains off. Oh no. The other lady had just finished talking about how well she knew Sally and how mm-hmm. lovely Sally was. And then, or yeah, how lovely Sally is. And then Max walks mm-hmm. in and says, you mean she, wa- she was? And it's like, Max, that's a really shitty way to do that. I feel like I would feel. Right. I had a weird reaction to that. And then I realized that Eve Arden glamorous Eve Arden who then also played the principal in Greece mm-hmm. and has the greatest diction. Yeah. She's amazing. Oh my God. Well, she's they, so gorgeous. Some of the trivia from this episode is that Lionel Stander and Eve Arden worked together years ago on the Danny Kay radio program during the 1940s. Yes, pre-blacklist. Both blacklisted, I think. I thought it was so interesting that Eve Arden was in this episode. She's just a treasure. So I love that they have that extra scene mm-hmm. where she goes to the Hart's house. It's mm-hmm. really good. And then, so they try to get Max to pretend mm-hmm. to need money from, uh, what's his name? Micklin. Micklin. And, right, two grand. And the way he does this is he puts on uh, <laughs> an I ugly think, fedora. Uh, yeah, houndstooth fedora or like a plaid <laughs> fedora. And a then, very ska hat. Yeah, indeed. very ska. And then just yeah. unannounced walks into Micklin's office while he while Micklin's on the phone and says, "Them is beautiful fish," and that's how They're he not, tries though. to to unroll like, this plan. Those are not even shitty Chinese restaurant fish. <laughs> <laughs> They're lower grade than that, and he's doing an Italian accent this whole scene, isn't he? That yeah, sort of. He, he's well, he does his like uh, weird, Italian. weird Italian accent, yeah, and then drops it immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, all right, let me get a brochure. Yeah, after Max uh, does the whole tries to trick the guy into giving him money. We come back to Jennifer wearing the most amazing jumpsuit that I love and I want so much. Oh, the, much. the, the tan The one? purple? Uh, oh. It's sort of like very, you know, it's grayish, maybe camel. Yeah, maybe a little purple. 
but it's like how did that escape me? I mean, at what? The, when she when wasn't she putting breakfast together or? Something? Oh yeah 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 she oh, was. Fuck. I don't know what they were doing. They were just Yo, hanging out. I'm sorry, but Jennifer's purple plunging neck look. Oh, that's for me for the for the condor for benefit me. was that's my poke. Oh my oh, god! Wow. It was so. Wait, Starting should we just off. get this over yeah. with? Let's get it over with since we're here. Let's get what over with. It's time for pick, pick your poke. Ellen, oh, I go first. You go I first. Go first. <laughs> um, it is absolutely Jennifer's. God, I'm such a creep with the object philia, but you know what? I'm just trying to to be a good sport. I'm just trying to play along. Yeah. An everybody outfit, who, an outfit who, can't be creeped out, so I don't think that every, you have anything. To worry everybody about. who really knows me knows how much I just fall for the fash, right? Yeah. So her uh, deep plunge, like mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't even meet. Like it's just like the two straps to the the waist. That color is so terrific, mm-hmm. especially on the redhead. It's just, it's just so good. It was yeah. so, so good. It, it, it is her dress by far. And for me, like I've just come to accept my flat chestedness. And to me, that means I wear things slit to the, to the vagina and I love it. <laughs> that's a, and yeah, so, that's a good look. It's, it's a powerful. Great look. Like it's, it's something that's weirdly empowering. It's great. Mm. And so her purple outfit for the condor thing is mm-hmm. so good. That's yeah. my poke. I was I was so just like struck by that as soon as she showed mm-hmm. up on screen. That was like, oh God. man, I oh, love and it. she was fucking with her hair, and her hair mm-hmm. looked so good. Yeah, her so, hair was just like a yeah. perfect the forty five caliber frizz. Yeah, Barry, <laughs> Barry's doing better for her than Salvatore was, in my opinion. Yeah. Like yeah, Salvatore was a little over the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Barry a little is more like feminized than Jennifer. Framing I think. the face, yeah. so right, like her bangs. Her, yeah. her bangs would come Perfectly. right to her eyeballs. Yeah, which is a look that I always love. Yeah, I mm-hmm. always love it. Like mm-hmm. I actually love it when Rashida Jones when bangs cover eyes. Oh like, yeah, that's, yeah, Rashida Jones. She's like yeah, perfect example. Classic. I'm. I don't know what it is about that look, but I'm just like, you are so cool. It's Chrissy Hine too. Like Chrissy yeah. Hine really rocked Didn't that. Didn't Sharon have those bangs? Yes, she did. Does Victoria Legrand have those? There are so very hot. few cooler than so Sharon hot. Oshima. Right, so, so like, hot. Mm. Sharon, if I, you're listening, I love you. You are my style icon forever. <laughs> I have two notes related to Pick Your Poke. Mm. And the first one, the first one, sexy notes. The first one was Barry is cute. Barry's cute. And then the second one is the cop that can't use chopsticks. Yeah. Is my He's back. Yeah. It's his. He's back. He's still adorable. He's Mm. still so cute to me. He's really so dumb as a rock. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. I know. It's not the point. Yeah. No, he was super cute. He's my poke. Wait. He's your poke. Okay. I was like, ooh, I think Barry's going to challenge him because Barry's totally wearing Denny Terrio's pants from Dance Fever. Barry was mm. super attractive. Like, Barry was very, he was a watered down Warren Beatty mm-hmm. a la Robert Hayes. And I, I think totally. Robert Hayes is super I had the hot. Same so <laughs> I had to look it up where I was like, is that Robert Hayes? <laughs> I absolutely looked it up this yeah. time. Super cute. Um, he's super yeah. attractive, but he's he's yeah. a he's a slight gentleman, and I mm-hmm. I will break huh. a slight gentleman. So I need yeah. He's I tiny. Need a, I need a I cop thought you would at least talk six. about the pants. I was like, oh, I feel like all the stylists are wearing the pants that that Eric would really support. His butt is eating his pants in the last shot when he's doing Max's <laughs> hair. His they're way up there. Joe, who is your poke? Uh, I feel like you guys might not like mine again. I'm kind of worried. Is it but- Norman? <laughs> It's kind of Norman. It's Mr. Hutchins. Oh, what? Mr. Hutchins. No, he yeah. was really attractive. He was really what? cute. In the light blue cardigan? Like yes. The Bing little sailor. Cardigan? He was little really attractive. I actually, I, I didn't write it you down, but guys. I noticed him and I was like, oh, he's really attractive. He just seems really sweet. But His, then I did have this thing where oh I was like, guys. wait, oh my he's, God. He's not <laughs> Sally's father. <laughs> he's Sally's Sally's husband. husband. Yeah. And Sally was hot too. Yeah. Then I did look it up, and Mr. Hutchins was only like 45 in this episode. Sally was like almost as hot as her car. (laughs) So, you mean Sally? Which is like a Sally Hutchins. This is Sally Hutchins. I don't sound like myself. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> her car is a close second to Jennifer's dress in my object philia. Oh yeah, no, Joe actually was like that car is amazing. The gold, <laughs> yeah, it, Porsche. Oh my god, was it, it a Porsche? Just, Porsche? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't really usually notice cars, but I noticed that one. Oh my god! Somebody wrote a goof on IMDb, and the first part of it is a goof because it says. When Sally is driving her car before and after her phone call, she drives past the same garbage can twice. Okay, that's a fine goof. But then they say the second time the car appears to fishtail out of control, and it's that's like that's not a goof. That's, yes, that's she was she yeah, killing herself. She's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, yeah. That she's was fucked up. Her murder. The swerve. goof is that her car is parked back at the Hutchins' home both times when the hearts go oh. to talk to. First well, they go to talk to Mr. Hutchins and then Jennifer goes to talk to him. I mean, Gail. I guess it would be, right? If or would it yeah, because it was his car. But she killed herself in the car. She killed so herself the in the car. car. So how did it get presumably back? Presumably wrecked. Well, it would be wrecked. Well, yeah, but how how much how I'm wondering how she died because she was in an alley, she was going like twenty miles an hour, <laughs> and then she just But they're turns not in the Malibu. Wheel. I mean, you guys know living in Los Angeles. Malibu is fucking far. Yeah. It's far it from Los yeah. Angeles. Mm-hmm. And so Sally's just all distraught driving, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like her death is not made clear to us. No. But her car is, and her car is bomb. Maybe. Yeah. So she's really yeah. like her car. I'm like, oh, the only way that could be better would be if it was a light blue 911 like Wally Walker in the uh, championship year of the Sonics. Maybe what happened was <laughs> she shot herself in the head while driving and the car, you know, her foot hit the brake, the car veered and then like hit a telephone pole. Or maybe yeah. she strangled no herself with the telephone cable. <laughs> yeah. from her, the yeah. telephone cable. No one <laughs> shoots themselves in the head in the heart of verse. Yeah, that's true. Let's just get that out of the While way. While driving. So Jennifer is great in this fight scene. This incredible fight scene, which oh is amazing. God. She's so stoked when she slams oh that chair and the guy. Yes. And it hits his shoulder and knocks him out somehow. That was weird. Oh, that was weird. But Jonathan, like, it it's real. Yeah. Like this fight scene is fucked up. Yeah, like oh, even he, in the context of heart to heart, like throwing blows, like it is intense. Yeah. When he punches out the 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 heavier heavy. Yeah. Uh, heavy. Like <laughs> he like punches him and the guy <laughs> that actor like did the part really well. He he was just oh like my God. And, oh it looks brutal. Bad. I think I actually went like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was- know. I felt bad for the heavies in this one. <laughs> It was extra Yeah, violent. weirdly not bad for Mr. Micklin oh, because fuck. fuck him. Mr. M as in mom, I-C-K as in icky. Yeah. <laughs> my, that was when my other favorite in, line. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, wait. When is she wearing? She's At some point, she's wearing something that's very Saturday Night Fever. Well, okay. In the first, in the opening scene, she's wearing a black button-down shirt like a, ta- a tailored and men's just like, shirt oh berry oh berry but she's yeah. we- what she's wearing over it she's wearing what appears to be a white silk lab coat style jacket mm-hmm. but then i realized oh one it's not a lab coat it's it's what they put on her because she's getting yeah. her haircut oh. yeah. and it's not white it's pink it's pink hmm. yeah and it it only appears super pink after the shooting, right? And yeah, she's because, standing up and it's clear that she's wearing a smock. Yeah, because when she's yeah. when you first see it, she's in the chair and Barry is behind her and he's wearing a bright red shirt. Mm-hmm. So that against the bright red shirt. Red again, is white. Uh, this episode looked so good to me. It was just like sumptuous to me. Mm-hmm. The music in this episode was great. Like yeah. it's good. It, it just it felt to it's me good. like the band, Mark Snow's band that does the music, This, these mm. were like the outtakes. These were just the band jamming on mm-hmm. themes. Like Unlike the man with jade eyes. Which yeah, that was just a oh fucking nightmare. I, I want to talk about, about a pattern that I'm seeing that I never noticed consciously before, which is since Cop Out... And we were talking about it with the sixth sense when we're having the worst night of our lives, and yet we still podcast. <laughs> um, and to now, where it's it's a lack of judgment on these characters, where yeah, 
Barry Saxon is the promiscuous hairstylist, salon owner, right? For Sixth Sense, we're talking about how they openly accept psychics. Like, it's very interesting to me to see this thread through the series that I've never had to think about before, which is that people, it's a very much like a live and let live yeah, yeah totally. situation. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. It's Great. something that that... I feel like we can really dig into moving forward, but it's something that has really revealed itself to me. It's very progressive for sure. Yeah. Where it's like, it's it's like there's so many things that are not an issue that I really appreciate because it's like, I have to pause because we do stop and all of us have to think about it because we're going to talk about the episodes. Right. But it's like, Oh my God, that is the space that I need to look back and say, Yes, we're not judging sex workers. That's a legitimate occupation. Yes, we're not questioning the reality that some people have this thing that we don't understand, but it is Mm -hmm. real. Mm -hmm. And then with Barry, it's like, okay, like you do you, man. Like, fuck everybody. (laughs) Yeah. You're clear, and everybody knows that you're clear. Yeah. No married women. And this is like temporary. Mm hmm. It's like great. It is great. And so it's, it's really interesting. Because to me. they're not appealing because they could easily appeal to those shitty judgmental people mm. that they like that's an easy trope to do where the or jokes to make the sex workers, the prostitute jokes. They could have made a bunch of those and it would have mm-hmm. been easy for them mm-hmm. to get a laugh from idiots then, you know, <laughs> like, uh, but they right. don't do it. They chose not to, which is really respectable right. and commendable. It's the, it's the non-issue of the episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's addressed directly or not, it's yeah. like not an issue, not the point. That's what's so cosmopolitan really about is. Heart to heart. That's they're just doing their thing. Whatever yeah. we're and they're we're, having, people are we're people. also doing our fun. thing. <laughs> yeah, they're having fun doing it, and they understand that. But yeah, it's interesting to think about because I think when we entered into this podcast, we were really anticipating having to really gird our loins and totally, yeah, totally, and defend things and and really like give the raised eyebrow to it. And what we're really finding more often than not is that many uh, many of the circumstances that we think we would have to be uncomfortable and criticize we're not having to because the the episode beats us to the punch which yeah. for 1979 1980 is crazy yeah it's really cool i'm not i'm not going to write like a pass for man with jade eyes right. no <laughs> but quite on but quite honestly like 40 years later we're still dealing with those same issues yeah, yeah. you know it's mm-hmm. like Kim's convenience can't do everything, you guys. (laughs) So, you know, like it's something that really impresses me and that I wasn't expecting. And then I'm pleased to find out. Same here. When we were outlining the podcast at the beginning. We we, were so terrified of it. We had a segment of like, you know, okay, here here are the things that we're horrified by. This is going to be excruciating. This is going to be Song of the South. This is going to be a nightmare. And so far we've had one episode. That has really. I think we've had two episodes. I'll say that that the insane uh, Mr. Winslow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the one gay representation, basically. He was sacrificed. Yeah. And man with the jade eyes. It's it's really impressive to me, like the lack of, of. judgment on. I mean, I know male promiscuity is not necessarily a thing, but it's still a trope. Yeah, the last thing I want to say about the Heart to Heart episode is it felt very sophisticated the way that they had, usually in every other Heart to Heart episode, Jonathan is immediately suspicious of the correct person, the the bad person. And right. that's kind of how you're teed off that that's the bad person. And in this one, they kind of red herringed uh, Barry because they're both suspicious of him the whole episode. They don't mm-hmm. really trust anything he says. I mean, they know something's going on. They know he's hiding something from them. They know he's hiding something. Jennifer's like, he's afraid. Yeah, but Barry's not bad in the end. He's just being used. So I thought that was really a nice, elegant sort of thing that usually because I thought Barry was going to be the bad guy for a while because he's this he (gasps) could have he could have been this smarmy like gigolo type dude and he wasn't though and i do like that i I thought that was like elegant and sophisticated the way they kind of flipped their own script because 
that's been an issue for me in past episodes of just knowing who the bad guy is immediately and having right. no mystery and just being there. I don't know. It's it feels dated. That makes it feel really dated to me. Sure. Yeah. And Joe, like I always love Joe's rewrite corner because <laughs> you are a storyteller. <laughs> By nature, right? Yeah, On your yeah. own, with your own art, mm. you are a storyteller. Mm. And I think it's it's something that needs to be honored with this because it, it does call up a lot of things into question, right? Like yeah. it continues to open my mind to to experience that all three of us have a different yeah. point on the spectrum, right? Everybody totally. has a different thing. And it's something that that it's important. I don't know. Like heart to heart is as much as it's like, ha 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 or whatever. But there's a lot of things about the show that are super important. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And it's great. So, uh, well, let's get, let's do ratings. A, yes. Let's do what? ratings. Cause yeah. I, I'm, ooh. I'm, ooh, and Ellen's ooh, first. I oh. go first. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Four. Ooh. Four. Any any uh, descriptors? <laughs> any reasonings? Four, just four. Nope. Okay, okay. Um, fucking five for me. Mm-hmm. Like this was oh, a damn. this was a full on five. This was a five as soon as it started. Yeah, I and knew I, I, from the opening so, scene. Yeah, I, my first note was this is a five until it's not, and it never wasn't a five for me. Like there's a there's spontaneous dancing in the salon. There is a full-on Eyes of Laura Mars carryover from Sixth Sense. Uh, full-on Eyes of Laura Mars montage of models, question mark, with their crazy eye makeup, uh, having their hair blown or teased or flipped or whatever. During, Lots of smizing. Yeah, while my favorite song is playing. Um <laughs> The principal from Greece shows up and she makes a Zsa Zsa Gabor oh, joke. Man. Jennifer has the best looking fucking hair that is followed up by the best outfit she has worn this season, in my opinion. She looks... The jumpsuit or the purple? The purple. No, the jumpsuit the is fine. Save the condor the, outfit. The, the jumpsuit, though, was stellar. Yeah. Like, you can't fuck with that. I'm not I'm not as huge a fan of the purple I'm, dress as I you guys I'm are. A, so in all I'm, that, a, I'm a jumpsuit authority. Yeah. <laughs> But all that, like, Wait. all that. Pause. Okay. Five. Five. I'll take it up. I'll join you. You oh. joining me on a five? You convinced me. Yeah, wow. because because I feel like I was I was not tapping into my fashion thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the fashion, the setting, um, the the fun of all of it all is a five. But then the dialogue, the interplay between the hearts and Max. That's a fucking five. They were so fun. They were so funny. Um, the humor was actually humorous. The The plot was confusing <laughs> in the right way for yeah. me. Like yeah. I, I was That's serious. I wasn't like, what the fuck is going on? I was convoluted. like, what the fuck is going on? Um, the fight at the end in the salon. Oh, honey I'm child. I'm sorry. The, honey child, this honey shit child. was great. It, the Everything was great. This <laughs> was great. This, I... I dare I say this may be my favorite episode oh, yet. Oh my god! Like really, it's it looked good. The music was so good. Hmm. All of these elements that I just said, it just hit me right where I live. Wow. And oh, I love that. I yeah, me too. I love that. It's to a me, fucking it's like five. a love letter to Hell Ashby. Yes, I loved this episode. I loved it. Uh, but I'm going four point five. I'm so sorry. Oh. No. Yeah, I can't do a five yeah. because there was a little bit of a lull in the middle. There was some a little bit of filler. Mm. There was mm-hmm. some clumsy double entendre that wasn't <laughs> very enjoyable for me. Mm. Uh, I wanted more Alfredo. <laughs> fucking Alfredo. Oh, you guys, you're so into the thicks. Um, yeah, the thicks, the heavies. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're in the thick of it. <laughs> we're in the heavies. So 4.5. And I decided okay. that way earlier and I knew you guys were going to go fives. I could feel it <laughs> in my heart. And I, I was like, go five though. Initially I get so, I get excited for a heart of gold and I want that to happen mm-hmm. for us. So, and this one, if you can't give it a five, you can't get it five. That's fine. Um, okay. you're just sleeping on the couch tonight. And <laughs> yeah. That's all, we're, I guess I'm moving back to Seattle. That's all good. <laughs> but we still have a 14.5, which is, 
the highest okay. heart attack we highest have had yet. Heart attack, yeah. Which is really, yeah. That's, oh, that's where it should amazing. Be. Yeah. yeah, really. More than night horrors. More than night, night horrors, horrors was, was a heart attack. Of gold. Yeah. Night horrors is our highest rated. It's the bellwether, in my opinion. So well, you made you made me kill you. Night horrors, cop out. Those are and downhill to death. Those are our hearts of gold. Those are fifteen. You made me kill you, and I totally agree with those. I think that's a. It's a good example, I but definitely, I, I, I do think does she or doesn't she deserves to be a heart of gold, <laughs> but I'm not going to argue with the ratings. This is, this has been scientifically figured out. So, and yeah. And we're the, <laughs> we're the fucking number one podcast, the number one heart to heart podcast in the universe. So fuck you. If you don't like our ratings, so two fives, one, 4.5. Yeah, is that right? So according mm-hmm. to Joe, this episode sucks and yeah, this we is, just have to deal with so it. I was so bored. <laughs> I hate hair salons. I can't wait to watch this episode again. I'm so excited. About <laughs> I, this really is my favorite episode so far. I do love it. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, but Ellen, what are we doing next? Yeah. Originally airing on April 8th, 1980. Why am I doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this seems... <laughs> this seems 80s in a different way. Cruise at your own risk. <laughs> April 8th, 1980. No shit. Did the love boat teach us nothing? Uh, the love boat taught me everything. <laughs> <laughs> the hearts take a luxurious cruise on a heart industries liner. By the way, it's a Desiree. To investigate a series of jewel thefts uninjured. They find themselves at the mystery of rival burglars. Hmm. They, they find themselves at Process. the mis- at the what the mystery the mercy oh mercy <laughs> of, I thought you said mystery at the uh, here. they find themselves at the mercy of rival burglars <laughs> the mercy the mercy of burglars the mercy of larger burglars sorry you guys I'm not David Suchet I don't know how to say burglars burglars thank you, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, again, yeah, we we love it that you guys are hanging out with us. It's so fun, uh, and we're hurtling towards the end of season we're one. We're so close. We're on the last disc of the first season of we Heart have to Heart. Yeah, DVDs. three episodes left. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at it was murder pod. Twitter is it was murder pod. Our email is it was murder pod at gmail.com. <laughs> We're trying to make this as easy as possible for it everybody. Was <laughs> Are we? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, we, we need a jingle for that. It was murder pod. It was murder pod. Oh, Eric's voice is so <laughs> cute. Eric's voice is so sexy. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's yeah. That's, I'm the voice where they're like, thank you, sir, when I finally break down and order pizza. <laughs> no, I did cause an orgasm <laughs> from with our listener. Uh, <laughs> well, honey child, honey child, we got to go. Uh, our friend was not in this episode, which is really weird, but he still exists. Max. Yeah, no freeway freeway. He was in it a bit. He's wagging his tail trying to get some food from Max. Was he? Yeah. 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 I missed it. Sorry guys. Okay. But well, it's your fault. regardless, good night freeway. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Good night freeway. Good night freeway. <laughs> <laughs>